0: They, if you haven't already seen them, are part of a series of plastic toys collectibles that are aimed specifically at girls. They're cheap, and they are very popular. So popular that they sold one hundred and fifty million pieces across eighty countries in one year alone. Surely that has to be amount. Surely that has to amount to a stack of plastic waste that is damaging for the planet. I've heard a lot about plastic toys and what we can do to both avoid them and recycle them, but I haven't heard much about plastic collectibles. Laura Trotter is a home sustainability expert based in Adelaide. Hi, Laura, how are you? Hello, how are you going, Siobhan? Good, thank you. Um, The thing about these toys, Laura, is that they are marketed specifically at girls, so it's no surprise that young Girls love them and want to buy them or want us to buy them. Is there any way as parents, we can give our kids what we what they want without hurting the environment?
1: Yeah, of course there is, although these little collectibles make make it difficult because they're small and they're cheap, and you can be in the shop and you know your, your child might just be asking for a kinder surprise egg because they just want the little toy inside. like the marketing is very, very clever. And when you've got a tired parent at the register with kids that are ratty, it's, you know, oh, god It's only $5 and it's quite easy to part with. And, and all of a sudden you end up with a house full of these. Now, I know you say you've got the Shopkins. I've got, I've got Lego, but of course you kind of think, Oh, well, that's educational in a way. They're building something. But at the same time, there's, there's little collectible toys they get in all their, you know, party bags and, You know, if you, if you go out to any fast food outlet, there's of course the happy meals that always come with toys. Things always come with little small plastic toys. So what can we do instead? We can stop it, but as parents, we really do need to first of all, learn to say no and not feel guilty about saying no and look at some other alternatives as well. And it's not like not buying any of these ever, but just. You know, having some boundaries around it. It might be, you know, once in a blue moon you might get one, not as a kind of like every week when you go to the shops. So we can talk about a lot of the alternatives in this chat today, I'm sure. But it's, you know, it really starts with us at first as parents saying no and being okay with saying no, having that tantrum. It's actually good for kids to not get what they want all the time. Um, it's not that nice for us parents the first few times, especially if they're carrying on, but, you know, it gets easier over time.
0: I am um, I'm, I'm really curious about alternatives, if you have any suggestions, because I know that with the larger toys, the larger plastic toys, now there are companies that will make sustainable toys. You can find them. It's not too hard. Um, but these small collectibles, part of the reason why they – there are so many of them. Is that they're so cheap to produce? It, is there anything on the sustainability level that um, matches that idea of collecting? Yeah,
1: it's hard. Probably not to that level. And um, and and it's it, every single, it's like almost every line of toys is heading that way. Like when my when my elder son first got into the Octonauts, I thought, thank goodness, there's only eight. It's not like Thomas a Tank Engine and there's a new new train comes out every single month i thought there's eight there's eight Norts. they can't all, all of a sudden become the decanauts or anything like that and they only had one gup <laughs> you know what i mean this was oh, he's eight now so this was when he was three they had one gup the gup x well now there's like the gup a b c d e f g h i j you know that goes on and on <laughs> so it's kind of like every toy line knows that having a wide range and continually bringing out new ones that's how they keep themselves in business. So, what is their sustainable alternatives? Well, of course, there are some more sustainable plastic toys out there. There's some great brands that have been around for many years. Green Toys is one of them. They're out of the US. So, all of their toys are made from recyclable plastic, um, like, you know, drink bottles and things like that. But it's still, you know, th- it's still plastic and it's still toys. And all of a sudden, you can end up with hundreds, or well, not so much hundreds, but a heap of toys in your house that your children play with for a few months, maybe if they're lucky, then they get bored with or outgrow. So it's not really sustainable in the fact of targeting this consumer culture that we are having around toys in our society. Um And like I said, I've got young children, they have toys, we have tried our best to stop the toy invasion over the years to varying success. But it's kind of now that they're at school and they have kids birthday parties and things, you, you can't always, you can't dictate to a, another parent what they give your child. I mean, you can kind of, you know, put some wishes out there. But at the end of the day, my kids are going to get Lego and they love Lego. And it comes down to us just not buying them Lego week in, week out as like a birthday thing and a Christmas thing from us. And they get some at their birthdays. Um, you know, we kind of just, you know, it's a, it's a special special
0: thing not all the time um and yeah when parents are, are so time come um, yeah we sorry sorry Laura I didn't mean to interrupt um i'm just curious are you surprised at how little environmental pressure there seems to be around these companies that are firstly targeting our children with something that they know is collectible so they're targeting children that they know will want more and they're using plastic which we know is a huge problem, um, are you surprised that there's no pressure on those companies to be more sustainable?
1: Yeah, I actually am. I mean, we're as a society, we're cottoning on to the issue of plastic more than ever. I mean, we, the average person on the street now is gaining an understanding of plastic and the fact that it never, ever breaks down in our environment. Every bit of plastic created on the planet is still on the planet um it only breaks up into smaller and smaller pieces and now if it ends up in our waterways in particular and continues to break up it gets into tiny tiny pieces that can be ingested by the microscopic you know fishes and algae and everything in our in our food chain and make its way up the food chain to us if we're eating fish but it's also these tiny bits of plastics um absorb toxins like heavy metals in the environment too so you know, seabirds and fish are ingesting not just the plastic and the phthalates and the endocrine disrupting chemicals in the plastic themselves, but also the toxins in the environment that are sticking onto that plastic. So that there is a wider understanding of the impact of on plastics in society at the moment, but we're kind of looking and targeting and putting our pressure on day-to-day items. It might be the coffee cup or some cutlery or straws and plastic bags. And we still have such a long way to go with all of those items, but toys are really um, um, one of the bigger areas of plastic. And you're right. They're marketed. It's really sneaky marketed at kids and they're, they're cheaper and you know, time poor parents, grandparents who live far away and wanting to show their love in some way are all in on this. It also comes down to that. Um, you know, childhood is fun and you know, we want to, you know, let our kids enjoy being kids and toys are part of kids. And it's kind of that same argument that you get when you're trying to feed your kids healthy food, but there's those people out there, you know, junk food's fine. Like, Let them be kids. They can be healthy when they get older. You know, what's wrong with fairy bread what's wrong with lollies? And it's that same sort of mentality, you know, let's just let kids be kids. And but by letting kids be kids in this modern age, it's, having an impact on the a massive impact on the planet and as you know our world population is around about 7.5 billion as we head towards 10 billion people on the planet by 2050 if we don't you know do something to curb this massive consumption of plastic toys that never ever break down in the environment
0: we we're going to be in for a lot of you know a lot of strife You're listening to Kindling Conversation. I'm speaking with Laura Trotter, who is a home sustainability expert, about plastic toys, in particular toy collectibles. And we were just talking about how, I guess, surprising it is that these toys, um, there's not more pressure on manufacturers to be more sustainable given these collectibles are made for profit and they are targeted at children. And Laura's just mentioning the fact that it is hard as parents as well to say no. But partly it's our responsibility to, I guess, um, hold a space so that they don't have too much plastic. So we don't give them stuff if other people do. Um but in respect to it being a community effort to look after our environment, um, how can we as consumers try to influence the toy companies to use more sustainable products?
1: Well, you can write to them. Don't ever think that one person can't make a difference and you know, let your let your thoughts be known and all of us are an, are an advocate for the environment. You don't need to be in government or an environmental engineer or scientist or anyone to have a say you know, type out a letter, hit them up in social media and start a, start an online petition. Everyone it's can do that. So definitely ask them and say what you want to see more of. I know I think it was Lego that removed, don't quote me exactly, but I think they removed BPA from their Lego a couple of years ago. So th- some of these companies are listening and, and the smarter companies are realising that they need to change if they're going to be around in 10 or 20 years' time that's one thing that yeah so you can write to them the other way is really to just um vote with your dollars and put your dollars elsewhere now I have mentioned that is difficult when you've got like kids are marketed to they know these toys exist their friends have got these toys it was my six-year-old's birthday just last week and um you know my two we live in a different state to my two sisters so a couple of presents arrived in the mail and he opened them up and oh not clothes again He really wanted Lego. I mean, seriously, he can't have too much more Lego spilling out of his room, you know what I mean? But he was still that expectation, I'm going to get a toy. Oh, I got a jacket. How boring. You know what I mean? Yes, yes. Yeah, but um, you can, you know, obviously putting your money and choosing different alternatives, and then we can – Definitely talk about some presents that don't involve buying a thing. I'd love to talk about that as well. But it's also having these discussions with our kids about the expectations of, you know, just the quantity of toys and not expecting them or demanding them as well. And I had that conversation with my son. You know, this is a great jacket. You need this jacket. You know, we don't, you know, don't always expect to get a plastic toy from, you know, and I think boys in particular there, it's, that's the go to gift for boys. It's always a toy. Um, you only have to go, you know, in the department store in the cloth- children's clothing level. And you see girls' clothes make up 80 or 90% of the floor space. And there's just a tiny floor space for boys. People don't tend to buy boys' clothing, for example, or hair accessories or, you know, all that sort of stuff. They always buy toys. So it's, um, it's really hard there as well, but really having that discussion with, um, yeah, with your with your daughters and and your sons about um, you know, what to
0: expect or what not to expect as well. So Laura, you mentioned that there are some alternatives to these um collectible plastic toys and um I would love to hear about them before I let you go. Yeah, for sure. Well, first one is just
1: to gift an experience. You know, you can gift movie tickets or zoo tickets or you know, um, concert tickets and things like that. So, again, my son for Christmas last year, they both were given movie tickets. They were also given tickets to fun fairs, you know, indoor play centres and things like that. Um, that. That's a great way to, you know, celebrate a birthday or Christmas and to enjoy an experience rather than a physical gift. And that money also stays in your local community nine times out of ten rather than going, you know, to offshore toy factories. Um, another option is to make a gift so again for my kids birthday parties rather than putting heaps of plastic toys in the party favor bags I make biscuits and things like that so you know you can also put plant seeds and or homemade play-doh or or, you know a basic craft activity things like that Um, and kids really really love those as well and it's something different oh wow this is really cool you can also gift something that grows so it might be a herb or one of those little, you know, the Venus fly trap plants, you know, that catch flies. One of my sons was gifted that one birthday by a friend and he just thought it was awesome. He's got this plant that catches flies now. It it was the most popular gift, better than any toy he received that birthday as well. So um, for the children that love stationery, there's a lot of eco-stationery options out there as well. So you don't always have to go so you smiggle and get all these plastic textures and pens and smelly ones. There's some great, um, eco ones. One fantastic brand is Earth Greetings. They're a South Australian company that sell eco stationery. And yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. So those are some of my top four alternatives, but, um, yeah, gifting the experience is one of our favorite ones in our house. We try and spend that time with our kids doing something fun rather than go to always buying them, you know,
0: something plastic. Laura, there's some great ideas there. Thank you so much for speaking with us today. You're welcome. That's Laura Trotter. She's a home sustainability expert, and she has a fantastic website with lots of tips. We'll pop a link up on our website. Just head to kindling.com.edu and click on Kindling Conversation. You've been listening to Kindling Conversation. If you enjoyed it, there's plenty more where that came from.